It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Sports Today. The Cleveland Browns want to give Deshaun Watson every opportunity to succeed. And in training for Elijah Moore, they have given the Jets the ammunition they need to go get Aaron Rodgers. Plus, the Mavs and Dubs went down to the wire, and the madness returns tonight in the Sweet 16. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. Elijah Moore got dealt on Wednesday, but it wasn't in a package for Aaron Rodgers, though there still could be a connection to Aaron Rodgers in all of this. The Jets send Elijah Moore and the 74th overall pick to the Cleveland Browns for the 42nd overall pick. Joining me now from Locked On Browns, Jeff Lloyd and Jeff. Um, the the Browns were were reportedly receiver shopping Jerry Judy, also a potential trade target for them. Why do you think they ultimately landed on Elijah Moore? How does he fit in Cleveland? Well, the Browns apparently were on on Elijah Moore at the trade deadline. Um, it's it's interesting because as far as you know the Packers and you know Elijah Moore's issues with the Jets were with the brother of the. Packers head coach. Mm-hmm. So the question is, how does that work? And you know, I you know, if I know it, obviously all your all the Packers fans know it is the fact that the Green Bay Packers are very particular when it comes to X, Y, and Z at wide receiver. Um, this was a player I absolutely loved for the Browns in twenty twenty one. It, it wasn't a possibility. Uh, Greg Newsom, the first round, uh, they were way too behind in the second round to get Elijah Moore. Um, for Elijah Moore, you can kind of understand a guy's frustration. Imagine how frustrated he was up until today um, when you were drafted 34th overall. They draft another wide receiver in the first round. Then they sign, obviously, the Aaron Rodgers buddy. Then they sign McCole Hardman today. Andrew Berry's been on this deal for a long time, so I'm assuming he was on line two once the facts went into the league's office and said, look, here's where we're at. You know, Let's see what we can do, and let's see if we can finalize this. Um, Jerry Judy was certainly appealing. Um, It would have cost more. The fact that you get Elijah Moore for about 3.5 for two more years, I mean, you just – moves like that just don't come down the pike every day. Um, nobody believes for a second the Browns were going to draft the 42nd overall anyway. So you knew they were going to drop down from there anyway. So you drop down, you get 74. The Browns are a defensive tackle away from not drafting a starter in the 2023 NFL draft. One more defensive tackle comes in. They don't necessarily are, they're not necessarily drafting a starter in this draft. So to get Elijah Moore in here to this fold, the quick feet, everybody wants to talk about the Browns and, oh, you got to get vertical, da, 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 da. The, the modern NFL game where we're at, a lot of times it's more about challenging the 52 yards, the width of the field. And Elijah Moore is a guy that can do that. You know, you juke one linebacker, you beat one safety, you got a sideline. So, yeah, that six yard turned into the 60 yards that so many Browns fans wanted. 
um, special player. Um, yes, you do have some concerns, you know, like, you know, is are you hardened? You know, like these things happen. Obviously, Elijah Moore was hardened after last season. You know, like, can you just sh- shrug it off and come in here and go about your? But it gives the Browns life after Amari Cooper. Um, there was talks if it was Jerry Judy, Amari Cooper most likely wouldn't be here after 2023. That could still go one more year, and then the Browns make their decisions from there. Um, but when you've got 230 million dollars invested in your quarterback, yeah. You expect him to overcome a lot of shortcomings. But B, if you do not do everything you can to invest in that $230 million investment, you're just an idiot at the end of the day. And I think that was the key for the Browns today because they have one, two, and three established. And then there's about seven guys sitting there competing for wide receiver, wide wide receiver five. And at the end of the day, those guys don't matter unless – something drastically goes wrong. So it was really smart the way they did this today. And I think Andrew Barry kind of went in this where he, it was kind of the finalization of this was like, you're meeting with a soon to be X and somehow he walked out and had the X pick up the check. Stay up to date all year on the Cleveland Browns by following locked on sports today and locked on Browns on YouTube or wherever you get podcasts. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, the Dallas Mavericks fell to the Golden State Warriors on Wednesday in a game that went down to the wire. But first, John Moran returns to action. We're heading into playoff season in the NBA, which means it's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drain. Or you can check out the matchups between the Michigan State Spartans and Kansas State Wildcats in the Sweet 16. The Spartans are currently one and a half point favorites in that one. You can also combine multiple prop bets in one game into a same game parlay for an even larger payout. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to Fandle.com slash locked on. That's Fandle.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with Fandle an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Do you ever search for something on the internet that you don't want anyone else to know about? Do you ever think, I hope no one else finds out that I can't spell Antetokounmpo? I know most of you are probably thinking, why don't you just use incognito mode? Let me tell you something that I did not know before this. Incognito mode does not hide your activity. It doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browsing history. Your internet service provider can still see every single website you've ever visited. That's why even when I'm at home, I never go online without using ExpressVPN. I'm using it right now. It doesn't matter who your internet service provider is. ISPs in the U.S. can legally sell your information to ad companies. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers, so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all of your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on, especially on my phone. It runs seamlessly in the background and is so easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're protected. ExpressVPN is available on all your devices, phones, computers, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you not to be using it. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by Business Insider. Visit my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash locked, and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash locked. expressvpn.com slash locked to learn more. 
Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. The Memphis Grizzlies got all-star point guard John Morant back on Wednesdays. He came off the bench for the first time in his career against the Houston Rockets. Morant had been away from the team for the last nine games after several off-court incidents led to a league-imposed suspension. The Los Angeles Clippers will be without star Paul George for at least two weeks after he suffered a sprained knee on Tuesday night. The Clippers are currently fifth in the West with nine games remaining and trying to make a late push in the Western Conference playoff race. The World Baseball Classic claimed another victim to injury. Houston Astros second baseman Jose Altuve will miss at least two months after undergoing surgery on a fractured right thumb. Altuve was hit by a 96 mile per hour fastball thrown by Team USA's Daniel Bard this past Saturday. The Miami Heat beat the New York Knicks on Wednesday night as the battle for playoff seating in the East heats up. See what I see what I did there? The Heat beat the Knicks 127 to 120 and have a chance to climb further up the Eastern Conference standings. I'm Wes Goldberg with Locked On Heat. Jimmy Butler finished with 35 points, nine assists, and four steals. Tyler Hero made four three-pointers in the fourth quarter, and the Heat, as a team, did two things well. They defended Julius Randle, limiting him to just 15 points on 16 shots, and they made threes. 57% of them. Most importantly, the win pulls them to within a percentage points of the six-seeded Brooklyn Nets, who they're going to play in Miami on Saturday, and within three games of the Knicks for the number five seed with another matchup still on the schedule. The Heat have now won six of their last ten games. They're getting big games from Jimmy Butler, big fourth quarters from Tyler Hero. Kyle Lowry has settled into his six-man role. Kevin Love is starting to fit in, and the Heat have been winning some games. For more on tonight's win, check out Locked on Heat on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The Toronto Raptors have lost two in a row as they are struggling to maintain their status for the play-in. And they have only themselves to blame. Sean Willey here from Locked on Raptors to break down the Toronto Raptors' 118-114 loss to the Indiana Pacers in Toronto on Wednesday. And a pivotal loss for the Raptors who fall to 35-38 and 38 as they continue to push for the eighth seed in the Eastern Conference. It's going to be a lot more difficult to get there after blowing this one. And going into the game, the Raptors were without Scotty Barnes, Gary Trent Jr., and Precious Achua. That's three of their eight best players, two of their six best players when it comes to Scotty Barnes and Gary Trent Jr. They're big losses. It makes sense that you'd lose the game, in theory, 118-114, without those good players, until you realize that Indiana was without its best player and the guy who has driven all of their success this season in Tyrese Halliburton. Instead, the Raptors come out in this one, yes, shorthanded, but also totally lifeless on the defensive end. They get absolutely blitzed in the first quarter. The defense doesn't really show up until the second half. And outside of Pascal Siakam and Jakob Pertl, who are both very good and very efficient, no one else really had a banner night for the Raptors in this one. Fred Van Vliet scored a lot. He had 28 and 10, but he also was 7 of 22 and missed some timely shots. OG Ananobi was just 2 of 13 from the field. And Malachi Flynn was arguably the fourth best player on the Raptors, a guy who hasn't been in the rotation for weeks. It is uh, as embarrassing and as inexcusable a loss as you're going to get for the Raptors. They have a chance to get back on the right track against the Pistons on Friday, but this game against the Pacers certainly doesn't give you a lot of hope if they're going to be without Barnes, Trent, Nachua, or even just a couple of those guys on Friday. I'll have more on this game broken down on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Raptors. Be sure to tune in. Here is another story you need to know. In a game both teams absolutely had to have the Golden State Warriors 
beat the Dallas Mavericks 127-125 in Dallas. No Kyrie Irving in this one. Nick Angstad from Locked On Mavericks joins me now. And, and Nick, we're going to talk about the game, but one of the weirdest plays I've ever seen in a basketball game, the Warriors scored and the Mavericks didn't play any defense. Not that they didn't try. They were on the other end of the court. What was What happened? Yeah, there's no trying when you're like 90 feet away from, from the other team <laughs> at that point. So, yeah, this is late in the third quarter. Mark Cuban has tweeted about this. They're going to file an official protest. Nothing will come of it, but we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, Mark Cuban is back to his old 2007 ways, it seems like, or taken all the way back uh, when defense was played in the NBA. But this play was – so the Mavericks had made a basket, and they had the, – the, the Warriors got the ball – and then the ref called it for the Warriors. And then he pointed the other way and pointed timeout Mavs. But he pointed twice. And so the Mavs were like, okay, let's go over to our bench. And then the Mavs set up on that side, the one side of the court. The Warriors set, set up on the other side of the court. One ref was with the Warriors. Two refs were with the Mavs. Two Mavs come up to half court to try and like get the ball to inbound it. Everybody's asking on Twitter right now, why didn't the Mavs have anybody to come inbound the ball? They were sending guys over. The Warriors were just ready earlier. And they inbounded the ball and Looney got two points because nobody was on that side. And so there's all this confusion and one ref said one thing to the Mavs and then the call got changed. And who, who knows exactly what's going to come of this? Uh, or actually, I know exactly what's going to come of this. Nothing. It's going to stay the same. But who knows exactly what went on in this play? Uh, but it is wild that it is a two-point play when the Mavs lost by two in this game. Uh, it wasn't like in the third quarter, but here we are. Yeah, pretty consequential two points. It ended up being... Uh, meanwhile, Luka Doncic, uh, 30-17-7 in a game that he did Yawn. not shoot the ball particularly well. About as much as you can do in a game like this, but when you don't have the other guy, it makes it pretty hard to win a game like this that you absolutely need to win. Yeah, Jan, just a 30-17 game from Luka. I mean, just it's just, <laughs> just, just another game from him. Coming back from injury, a thigh injury that had kept him out for multiple games. Uh, th this Mavericks team is is so reliant on these two guys, on Luca and Ky on Luca and Kyrie, and for them to play together. And they've only played together nine games. We haven't really even seen this duo for a lot. Like, and they've they're three and six in those games, and they play together. All of their losses have come in the clutch. Another clutch loss for the Mavericks tonight. It's their ninth clutch loss since Kyrie's debut, which is the most in the NBA by like multiple games. It's just a weird team right now. I don't think they're well coached. Luca played a great game when he came back, but they just need excellence from from their stars they need excellence from a guy like Jaden Hardy coming off the bench rookie scoring 27 points off the bench against the, a Warriors team like they, they need excellence on offense because they just have so many holes and so many weaknesses that they can't overcome all of them even with a game like this from Luka you have to be perfect and he wasn't and the Mavs lose so where do they where do they go from here what do, what do you hope to accomplish if you're the Mavericks going down the stretch because they don't look like a title contender by any means. And yet the West is wide open and you, you might not have thought you were a title contender the last time you went to the Western finals. So what do you, what do you try and predict here? What is, what is a success here? That you, you said the Mavericks need this game. The Warriors need this game. And I've seen a lot of people on, online saying right now, Oh, season's over. It's done for the Mavs. They're cooked. They're washed. They're done. It's not the case in the West this year. You go on like a three-game win streak in the West, and all of a sudden you're like the fifth seed. <laughs> the Clippers just lost Paul George for the rest of the regular season. Uh, the Warriors still don't have Andrew Wiggins. Can't win on the road until the last two games here. Uh, the Timberwolves, Anthony Edwards is, is questionable here and there. The Thunder are happy to be here and hanging out, and they're not going to go away <laughs> into this good night. The Lakers don't have LeBron. The, the Mavericks are dealing with Luka and Kyrie having these injuries that are nagging. And so, like, 
it's still wide open. Like everybody's talking gloom, doom and gloom after this game. And it was a bad one for the Mavericks, but a two three game winning streak. And all of a sudden they're back up and out of the play in. Like, it's just so tight that this season has allowed for this craziness to happen. And nobody is dead at a certain point. So this last two weeks or so of the season are going to be fascinating because all these West teams play each other too. Like you look at the Clippers schedule, they play all these teams that are below them off the, the, the rest of the season. The Mavericks sort of the same, but they're all playing each other towards the end. And it's going to be wild one to see where everything finishes because it's not going to end the way that it is right now yeah to your point the Mavericks currently sit in ninth but they are just three games back of fourth so uh, like you said a three-game win streak and this could all look very very different Nick thanks for coming on stay up to date all year on the Dallas Mavericks by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Mavs on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts coming up March Madness is entering the final stretch the Built March Madness bracket is here. We know you have a favorite bar or puff, and now's your time to make it count. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites. You know I'll be voting for the Coconut Puff. Support your favorite bar or puff with a vote. And when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you'll be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky Locked On listeners will get a free box of Built. Not only that, but one lucky Locked On fan will win a 12-month subscription to Built to have Built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door you have to try built the best tasting protein bar ever high in protein low in sugar covered in 100 real chocolate the flavor is legit the macros are legit so run to builtmarchmadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar puff and pick up a box while you're there you can vote every day in march so hop in and support your pick the sweet 16 of the ncaa tournament begins tonight and most brackets have been busted but we still have predictions. Pretty similar. I, I got Texas. Shout out Jonathan there as well. Um, got, the, got the Longhorns advance in there uh, and Alabama. Same two at the top. On the bottom, uh, I have Gonzaga. Got to stick with the Zags. Uh, I think that's a couple of tough matchups there, but I think they have a chance to advance there in the final four. And then in the East region, I have Kansas State. Uh, Marquise Noel has been playing extraordinary basketball. We talk about how much guard play matters in March. Tennessee, great defensive team, but they're missing their starting point guard. I think Kansas State's got a chance to advance there and, and be in the final four. Maybe it doesn't matter because I think Alabama is the best team left. But there's so much fun basketball that we're going to get to see. Alabama may just be the best team. But I think you can reasonably, maybe even logically pick eight of these Sweet 16 teams. Like just think my final four is Tennessee, Alabama, Houston, UCLA. Well, Andy Patton's final four is Kansas State, Bama, Texas, Gonzaga. We only agree on one team. Now let's set aside the part that he is the Zags host. You can make a real case for Gonzaga. You can make a real case for Texas or Kansas State or Tennessee or Houston or UCLA. And while the opening rounds of the NCAA tournament are often littered with upsets once you get to the sweet 16 and especially the elite eight in the final four that's when we start to see the cream rise to the top and inevitably we have a double digit seed that ends up in the elite eight has no business being there and one of these top programs stomps them but that might not happen this year all of these teams are legitimately dangerous. All of these teams have a legitimate chance to go to the Final Four, and that is going to make the rest of this tournament an absolute blast. 
And finally, former Las Vegas Raider and current free agent tight end Foster Moreau announced on Wednesday that while visiting with the New Orleans Saints, he was told he has Hodgkin's lymphoma and would be stepping away from football. Moreau said that he intends on returning to football when healthy, but of course the priority is his health and we wish him a speedy recovery. It is an incredible twist of fate that a free agent visit and a physical may well have saved his life. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make them your second listen. Coming up tomorrow, who will we see advance to the final four? So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on sports today. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.